JB's Driving Podcast on Apathetic April. Well, I mean, apathetic is Paul's apathetic about sword and sorcery movies, which seems to be the genre du jour of the month, somehow. April showers bring Paul flowers. Mm-hmm. A very special happy birthday to Paul as well. His, his uh, happy birthday. 32nd birthday was yesterday. Yay. <laughs> her, birth, her birthday's the 19th. Oh, yeah. so his birthday's the 19th. Well, happy birthday. We that that like is a four days. Four. From, re- re- from right now. Right. From There's yeah. like Time four of, of us total that have birthdays in April, so we all got together uh, to have like a joint birthday yesterday. Yes. <laughs> Lots the of party. The party. Lots yeah. of August sex. It's like it's like um, if you read uh, the Great Gatsby. Me and your mom <laughs> did it. Good. Yeah, it was hot outside. I and know. Like, Let's stay inside. inside. If you know what I mean. No, it's a Great Gatsby. It's like the way what, Paul what, talks the in August. On. That's why we named <laughs> the month that? August. August. Paul can't wait for Paul. They got to say it right. August. <laughs> a selection of movies by yeah, Paul. You have to work in both the double. It's a double. It represents the humidity <laughs> and the way Paul likes to sigh into the microphone. August. We're going to do a special promo for that. Paul-gist. With like, like soft porn music in the background. Hey, you know, uh, work on it. I'll work on it because <laughs> we have Sci-Fi July, Paulgist. And of course, Seagal September. <laughs> Who uh, special happy birthday to Steven Seagal this week as well? Wow! Hey, Woo. yeah, he's turned seventy-one years old. Popular today. month. Yeah, <laughs> his parents also enjoyed August as well. <laughs> and his name is Steve Seagal. Steven Seagal. Steven Seagal. His dad's name was Paul. Paul, Paul Seagal. Was it? No, I don't know. He's making this. The fuck, do I know? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Got down in Pogus. There you go. Uh, today we are covering uh, a legendary movie. It's not a legendary. In a little bit. Oh, which one are we A Princess calling? Bride. We're doing oh, a Princess okay. Bride today. Oh, uh, okay. Okay, that because one there's Man, switching gears. Switching gears. <laughs> <laughs> switching gears from the barbarians. Man, that's like the whole chicken and fish thing. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. It's, it's fish. It's fish. <laughs> switching from the barbarians of last week. Yeah, instead of doing Conan, we're well, going to do The Princess Bride. Princess Bride, because okay. we have more filler this week to, to load yeah. the shop to begin with. Sure. You know, I had quite the eventful uh, week. We uh, learned that we have U.S. trips in uh, Ukraine. That's fine. Uh, and uh, The Last Kingdom. <laughs> I don't know if any of you are involved. The Last Kingdom uh, fandom on Netflix No, is the story of Alfred the Great, King Edward, and then Ethelstan eventually. And the series wrapped up on Netflix last year, mm-hmm. and they ended it all. The Cote de Graal off was the movie, Seven Kings Must Die. It's essentially Ethelstan <coughs> creating the, uh, the country. Ethelstan? Ethelstan. Oh, Ethelstan. Ethelstan. Are these real places? Ethelstan's a dude. Oh. <laughs> he is I thought dude. it was a place where elvish Muslims lived. Yeah, Puffelstan <laughs> was beaten by Gryffindorf in the Puffle last... Puffelstan. Uh, Wait, is this Harry Potter? Yes, yes, exactly. It's an offshoot. It is a, it is a, it is a offshoot of uh, 
special series of Harry Potter. Uh, and it should be because uh, I'm not sure if anybody in the audience is familiar with Ethelstan, but of course, uh, they turned Ethelstan gay in this movie. Because Sweet. <laughs> is he screwing Gandalf or then, whatever? No, no. It's, <coughs> the age difference might be a little bit too much there because um, what's his name? What's his, what's his name? Gandalf's actor? Michael Gadsden or no, something? No, no, not no, Michael no, no, Gadsden. no, no. What's his name? Uh, Magneto. Um, crap. Shoot, how do we know, not know his name? I don't know, because we're getting old. We can't yeah. remember things. It's like usually we use names like, like that. Yeah. I can't. I got to snap with my left. I can't snap. He was Gryffindor? When was he Gryffindor? No, Gandalf. The Gandalf, not oh, Gryffindor. Oh, Gandalf. Okay, that's a whole different movie I never watched. Gandalf. I don't like the fucking fruits and the walking through the woods. Shit. And the plains. Stands off the white. We're just going to keep walking and walking and walking. And Through then we, the mountains. Then the, at the end of three, three and a half long movies, three and a half hour long movies, we throw the fucking ring into the fire and that's it. Almost. <laughs> Sounds like a fetch crust that's pushed for like four four movies. It's 12 fucking hours so that they well, can walk across the world and drop the, f- drop the ring off. Now it's, it's the journey. It's the journey. It's the journey that gets you there, and it's yeah, not twelve you know hours what? with the uh, director's edition supercut. It's actually twenty-eight hours. It probably is, dude, and I wouldn't watch any of it. And I love that director, Peter Jackson. Peter. is one of my favorite directors. But what Jesus, is he, what is his favorite movie that he's? Um, I like direct- his old shit, like Bad Taste. And, Bad Taste. Um, I I didn't hate King Kong. I was I was about to mention King Kong. I didn't hate it. Like everybody else fucking hated it, but I don't know why. I thought it was decent. I That's mean, a Jack ringing Black endorsement. Is, well, I'm not saying it's I the best movie ever it. made. But Jack, I'm not even sure it's the best King Kong movie it, ever made. It wasn't but, dog shit. But I think Jack Black hurt it more than well. It helped. Jack Black hurts every movie, everything except for he was okay in Super Mario Brothers. That's what I heard. I he, heard he was pretty good in Super Mario. He Brothers. did. It was a great movie. We'll get to that in a second. The new one. Yes, yeah. it was a great movie. Saw it last Saturday, but he did rip off uh, Ed Helms' um, like piano thing from uh, Hangover. If you go back and listen, to Hangover. I didn't watch Hangover. Okay. I watched the first one and said this is as stupid as I thought it was going to be, and then I didn't watch the other ones. The hang- well, this it was the original Hangover. He said, "Doug, Doug, Doug, Doug." He's doing the piano. Oh, okay. I don't and then like that. Jack Black goes, "Peaches, peaches," feels like the same thing. Okay, like, that movie came out like. Over ten years ago, but he still is a blatant ripoff. Okay, we can't do things. You know, ten years, we just rewrite history. I remember. I can't be bothered. Mike, Mike Tyson callback. was in one of those movies. He was funny. Yeah, he was in the first one, but he wasn't as funny as he was in that interview where the guy like said, "So, does anybody have a problem with the fact that you're a rapist?" <laughs> what? And That's Mike so Tyson just sits there and like. Then just starts debasing the guy. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> on 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 live TV, he's just like, you know, you're a real fucking asshole. It's fucking hilarious. I had to see that. I had to see that. You're real. You're a fucking asshole. I'll reach out with him. <laughs> Drop your ass right now. Who? <laughs> it's just like the the interview the other day with. Uh, uh, the guy from Twitter, um, Elon. Elon. Oh my god! And, and the, the BBC guy just he yeah, just debased him. I mean, it was him. ridiculous. So you can't you can't name anything. It's like, well, you know, I got a feeling. Yeah, I you have, all have fucking. Feelings. I haven't been on there in three weeks because it was so bad. <laughs> just pantsed him. She's at ba- Babylon B. The le- leftists find more speech on Twitter that they hate, or or that free speech or something. It was it was a it was really good. It was a. People that they hate have speech or something, oh, not geez. hate speech. The and thing I, that I w- was perfect. I'm sorry. I thought you were done. Oh, Go ahead. It's fine. Oh, I'm done. No, no. Repeat that last because I, I talked can't. over it. No, I can't remember. You I said, have to look it up later. Oh, this was it was perfect. It was perfect. There you go. I got it. We got it, buddy. Was perfect. Twice. Yes. All right. Go. And I didn't talk over it either. No. Go. Anyway. No. <laughs> go. So. <laughs> The um, I just want them to go on Twitter, like go through the the archives and grab a bunch of shit from before he bought it, mm-hmm. and just like you know, do you think that this statement was should be on there and blah blah blah, and then just say these were all statements that were made prior to yeah. me taking over. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I just really wanted him to do that. 
I just it was bad. It was really that guy was just pants. He's a journalist. Journalists aren't even journalists. And then the coup de raisons is fucking the next day when he goes on and he names BBC a uh, government. um, What was it? Government Government funded funded (laughs) organization. organization. And they are. And he tried. He tried to argue that that the the people pay a license fee. They do. Right. You're required to. It's a, yeah, it's it's a fucking by tax. Force. Yeah. By force. By force. There's a lot of things we're required to do by force. I mean, That's it's not. Tax. Yeah, it's a tax, essentially. You can't say it's it's publicly funded if you force people to pay for it. It's government funded. Yes. And these people, they know what they're doing, mm-hmm. and they don't they don't want to be called out because the normies who are still sleeping, by the way. I had a discussion with Karen yesterday. I said, you, you, you we're playing by the left's rules. Yeah. You know, the, the fact that you, we have to talk about things being woke or not. It means they have shaped reality. She's a whore, as we know. Normie. Right? They've, uh, they've and the normies. But but if if people keep waking up, to going, hey, this is a government funded, and they go, what? Wake up, sheep. What is it? BBC. How could <laughs> not British? <laughs> it's been that way forever. The fact that they can claim that you have a, a license fee that's uh. paid for by the people means people will believe them. Well, you don't have to pay it. <laughs> you don't. You just have to go to jail or pay a huge fees. Well, there you, you go, pay. jail. Just go to jail, everyone in Britain. Yeah. Just do it. So dumb. <sighs> Speaking of... Um, jail. Jail. Almost... Uh, that jail. That is the interview that I'm talking about. Yeah. Oh, they're, they're, yeah, the interview, the BBC. You got to go check no, it no, out. No, 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 no. This is the oh, interview the Mike Tyson? with Mike Tyson. Okay. Hey, you guys. So many interviews. Are you a fucking asshole? <laughs> <laughs> Let me imagine that just being like, how do you think? Was that, what is it? How do you think people feel about you being a rapist? <laughs> oh, I mean, that's God. a very good thing to <laughs> say pretty, to someone the in the middle of an interview. He was not happy, <laughs> and I'm surprised he didn't just punch the guy. But I guess he didn't want to go to jail, so he just he starts dropping f bombs on national television. Oh, <laughs> it's just like <laughs> Mike, we're on live TV. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> you just called him a rapist on live That's TV. That's a fucking asshole. <laughs> That's great. Mike Tyson just don't give a fuck, especially nowadays, man. Do you know what he does now? Mm. He has a podcast where he just <laughs> smokes pot and takes mushrooms. Tyson? Yes. He invites people on, <laughs> and you're scared shitless. Everybody who's been on the show, they come off, they said they were scared shitless. They thought he was going to kill them. <laughs> It almost sounds like Joe Rogan. Ooh, That's what I'm about to say. It's like a Joe Rogan ripple. <laughs> except, <laughs> except he gets really fucked up. Like he's more violent. He, apparently, he grows his own mushrooms. Oh shit! In California, oh, it's probably poison. It's probably not even the type of mushrooms you're supposed to take to get Shiitake. high. It's Let's, probably like literally like poison mushrooms. He can survive them. He literally <laughs> peer pressures the whoever his guests is. Oh my god! To take mushrooms. <laughs> Oh my god! It's just—it's insane. You want to take some of these mushrooms? Nah, I'm, no, no, I'm okay. I don't uh, do—I I don't do that. Uh, I got another interview I'll after go this, myself. Mike. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> you know you would like. You this. gotta take this mushroom. I gotta give you a knuckle sandwich, yeah, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> just take—just take a little bit. <laughs> just a teaspoon. Take this mushroom. And then the guy takes it from him and eats it. He's like, "Oh, not that much." <laughs> <laughs> no, you take a whole cat. That's poison. <laughs> you were only supposed to take a little piece. I can see this set up like a studio, yes. It's just like a single candle in the middle of a table, and Tyson's just leaning over with like a, oh, like a glass sure. bowl of mushrooms and a glass bowl of pot just leaning into him. Well, it, it, is, is. it is more like Jerome because it's like Fear Factor. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. It's the craziest shit I've ever heard. Well, he yeah. just does some just crazy Here's shit. The, he, is he on Spotify? I don't know. I don't it's know. Probably on Rumble. He He's on Rumble. Rumble. <laughs> Rumble's great. I, I love Rumble. I, I hope Rumble keeps growing. I just they just need to fix their their search criteria and shit like that. Their front page sucks. That like does. when you go on, if you go on YouTube, like you find a bunch of videos that are interesting. Yeah. That, that are kind of <clears throat> in your wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. You go on there. The only thing they really show you is the stuff that you've signed up for. Mm-hmm. And that's like, okay, yeah. that's not what I want. I don't want to have to sign well, up. Well, their chat's gotten better. Their front, I think the front page has gotten better. They It used to be a lot worse. And, and Kyle Crowder's having a hard fucking time with it, dude. They're getting the money. They're, they're putting it in. I, I think uh, I think it's going to be better. They've gotten better over time. And you yeah. just have to be. 
Oh, patient. I'm being patient. Yeah. I mean, I put out the money. I, I figured, what the hell? I love his show. I watch it every day and, well, pretty much every day, but I don't watch the Friday shows because, you know, I'm not as religious as you guys are. So the Friday show has been um, his his CEO guy is does a religious show. Oh, does he? On Friday. This is Steven Crowder? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, his CEO guy, the... Um, the one that worked that went played for Notre Dame. Oh, uh, Jared, Gerald. Gerald. Yeah, yeah Gerald. Said Gerald. He has. He's been doing a show. The first two weeks, he did a show on Christianity. It wasn't Catholicism. He's not a Catholic. I think he's a Protestant. And uh, you know, then they had Brian Callum on there, <laughs> and he's talking about religion. And it's like, okay, first off, I know your history, Brian Callum. You can't come out and be all pious now. With your history, it's not that clean. No idea who he is, but whatever. Every, you know him. Everything's a grift. Every really shitty <laughs> like movie, like the scary movies or the superhero movies, Brian Callum was probably in it. Okay. It's all that shit that they put out. Speaking of grift, <laughs> ultra-right beer. Oh, I thought you were going to go right into the commercial. <laughs> oh, speaking of grift, that's where I thought he was going too. But yeah. good to know that. Good to know we're on we're the same ch- wavelength. We're right? changing the uh, the name of the company to Griffin's Grift. <laughs> Duckpin.com. Never Trump bullshit. Never Cox bullshit. Always a bunch of bullshit. Orioles bullshit. Vaccine bullshit. Typical bullshit. Uneducated bullshit. Duckpin.com. Never Trump bullshit. Never Cox bullshit. Middle League bullshit. Duckpin.com. Reader. On the toilet. On your phone. On your phone. Bullshit. Bullshit. Anyway, so you wanted to talk about what the best light grift? The no, the the the, the Bud Light situation. Yeah, uh, you know because they put uh, that that uh, a dude who thinks he's a woman. Yeah, Dylan Mulvaney. Dylan, um, that that the Bud Light they gave him uh, some beer to promote Bud yes. Light did and. They thought it was a great idea. Yes. To pretty much, you know, shit on the base of who buys Bud Light and not the brightest move. <laughs> not the brightest. You know move. what would have worked, and I'm and just to just to take a sidestep for a minute. Okay. What would have worked would have just made a new. Fu- you could have had Bud Light and put it in a different can. Call it, you know, Pussy Galore or whatever Bush, the hell you want. Bush to. Zero. Oh shoot. Jesus, blow out everybody. Bush Zero. Bush. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I guess that depends. <laughs> you could call it adictomy beer or Oh my gosh. <laughs> whatever you want to call it, it could still be the same Bud Light as always yeah. and then you it's... put Dylan Mulvaney's face on that. It's, it's and now you're face. Now you're selling your same swill that nobody <laughs> likes to begin with yeah. to a whole new base, and you're not upsetting the millions, obviously yeah. billions of people that drink your freaking drink because they've lost six, five or six billion dollars in cap space because <laughs> they're <laughs> billion. They, sh- they should have had a beer that transitioned into a wine cooler. <laughs> <laughs> you, you give it a pill. <laughs> I can't believe this, it's not beer. Put this pill in your beer. <laughs> And it turns into a wine cooler. <laughs> it's just a sugar pill. It had Dylan Mulvaney's <laughs> face, face on it. it. It's just a sugar pill. It does nothing. It just <laughs> this tastes like fruit now. <laughs> it just gives it, you know. And then he he's, he hasn't transitioned. Nope. he's a grifter. He's one hundred percent. He's still got dick and balls. <laughs> he's he's, he he's does? got yes, and I mean he's he must have been taking estrogen because he has his boobs have grown a little bit. He's playing woman face. He, that's a, what he's doing. He's a role player. He's a role player. He's, he's a not, grifter. He's not a real. He, yes, yeah, because he had a different grift before this. Like was, before this, he was he was he was an actor. Yeah, for the Book and of Mormon, he wasn't doing well, yeah. and so he started different. He had a different grift before this one, and I can't for the life of me remember what it is. 
But then when that didn't work out, then he started this and transitioning thing. <laughs> so he and, still had a dick of balls. And, and yeah. He hasn't shot them off yet. No, but he's been a woman for 365 days. Yeah, well, right. Maybe okay. we should uh, start a fund. I've been a woman the, for to get well his over dick and balls cut off. Days. I think we should do that. We should start a fund to get his dick and balls like cut off. Like a GoFundMe. Yeah. To fund. Yeah, like, and, and get him up to the point where he has to and see what he's all about. Oh, he ain't going to do it. No, he's not. And he, he, he was the one that came out, and you should know more about this shit than me. Mm-hmm. He came out, and he was crying because nobody wants to date him. It's like, dude, you dude. still have a dick and a ball. <laughs> so, he wants straight men to date him. It's uh, like, dude, we don't want we, a dick and balls. We, 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 well, <laughs> those two don't want a dick and balls. <laughs> <laughs> so is... Uh, are they the one that uh, was doing like the everyday day three of my transition, day five? Yeah, of my that's what she. Oh, that's what he did. God. He, uh, that's what he did. He did the and he kept on doing it. And as he went along, he he starts transitioning. He's transitioned into a six year old girl. You know jail. that, right? Like he's yeah, 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 yeah. He, he does all these things where he dances around like a little like six to twelve year old girl. Oh, this is just. Wonderful. And then he, and then a week later, she, she, he is fucking selling beer. It's like, what is going on? Why and did you think this Nike was a good sports idea? bras and, Nike, and well, I think Nike, Tampax and all sorts oh, of things. Tampax the Tampax the one that was a big deal because when he, she first came out, they. What do you mean she, he, she like the, the all of a sudden this when he she came out as a woman and started doing this whole my fifth my, my fifth day of being a woman thing, he started talking about. Carrying Tampax with him, he and, up his and asshole his or whole, something? and well, his whole co- the whole thing was was that everybody thought he was talking because when you get the uh, remove addictomy uh, surgery, <laughs> that's so that's what they should call that. <laughs> that's that's exactly what they should call that. <laughs> it's the addictomy and the remove addictomy. <laughs> anyway, so what he what everybody thought he got the surgery. When you get it, like, it's basically a gash that heals. If you don't do certain things to keep it open, it'll heal closed. And it takes quite a long time to, like, heal where it doesn't close up. And it does bleed, and it does other things. So everybody was like, but you're you're still not supposed to use Tampax with your fake vagina. Okay? You're supposed to use... Like pad, so you're not bleeding all over the place. <laughs> something, something to clean the maggots out. But <laughs> just, you're not ugh. supposed to use a tampax. So anyway, a bunch of people came out and said you're not supposed to use on those. A I guess trying to be nice to him and say don't use that on your fake vagina. And um, he came out and said that he carries them for other women, so that he can hand when he goes in to go potty. He can hand them to other women who might. But he's got his dick and balls. Yes. Does he think women do that? They just go in and, and just start well, some throwing well, feminine hygiene products at each other. All sorts like, of stuff. Like, <laughs> what what women. does he think goes on in there? <laughs> like confetti. Yay. Yeah, we have little, little uh, strip shows in the uh, bathroom. Where That's we why there's a couch. They can sit and. <laughs> yeah, they all stand up Yay. and just. Uh, Plug it up. Plug it up. <laughs> they stand up Jeez. on the baby changing table. Like oh, darts. <laughs> darts. <laughs> New tampon darts. <laughs> I win. Well, eventually it's just going to be a bunch of trainees in there. So anyway, now we're back women, to women won't light. actually use public pest restrooms. It'll just be a bunch of trannies. I don't use public restrooms. Probably <laughs> ghosts. A very dis- people pee on the seats. They pee on the floor. See, very much a bunch of disappointed trannies. <laughs> Did you need a tampon? I already have one. <laughs> Did you need one? <laughs> My Barbie pouch is bleeding. Oh gosh! <laughs> <laughs> I hate this. I hate it. It's so wrong. Oh my god. Um, real quick, Super Mario <laughs> Brothers was a great movie. That's what I heard. A uh, great movie. Dalton was, saw it. Smooth my oldest Dalton. Nice going there, seeing something that wasn't like, you know, what I watched last night. You know. What did you watch last night? The Seven Kings Must Die. The oh, man. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's like, you know, just seeing, like, you could just see it coming. Even Mika was like, oh, here yeah, we go. I was go. thinking, you know, I here watched Destroyer and Princess Bride I last watched night. it earlier than 
on the week, so. I, I, yeah, so his I, new thing is he's now watching the movies, and whatever movie he happens to watch, he's saying, oh, we're going to do those <laughs> movies this week. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking dick. Fucking dick. Anyway, uh, yeah, Super Mario Brothers, a movie, great movie. Uh, if if they know what they're doing, they should probably make a Zelda movie, a Metroid movie. Well, I did yeah. hear that Princess Peach really didn't need Mario, and... Uh, no, Princess I heard that's Peach not true. Was the one that confronted no. Bowser, all that stuff. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. I haven't like seen it, but I heard no. both. I heard both sides. No, so everything I've heard. I don't know what to think. Dalton just saw it like the no. the day before I talked to him, and he said that at first, you know, Mario is definitely fish out of water. He doesn't know the rules of the of the Toadstool Land or whatever the hell it's called. Yeah. So he she helps him initially, but then. As the movie goes on, he definitely becomes the hero of the movie. That's what I was told. He well, he definitely does. He de- <laughs> I mean, and and Luigi. Well, that, that's good to hear. No, it, and then Luigi finds his his uh, bravery and all that. Mm-hmm. It was it was mm-hmm. great. It was it was it was supposed to be what it is. You know. It but was, if they, if only they had a Mexican, <laughs> a, a fake Mexican from Brooklyn to play <laughs> Luigi. John Leguizamo. What is what a what douche. A douche. <laughs> what an ass. Christ, he's, he's a, a douche. Just, he's gonna transition eventually. And the best the best part about it is is that. The the woman who played Princess was uh wasn't she like Asian or something like that or Indian? I don't know. That's what I had heard. And and it's like, okay, so you, you brought somebody in that's ethnic to, to play one of the characters. Wasn't Peach These are white characters. A blonde? Yeah, she was blonde. Yeah, but she played a an ethnic oh. woman did the voiceover. Who gives a shit? It's not it wasn't live action. It was if a cartoon. She, if she does the voiceover good, I don't think it really matters. It doesn't matter at all. Yeah. But he's literally saying it's a step backwards for race relations because they had a white guy playing Luigi. But who's white. Italian. Because well, those those people don't want white people around at all. And anyone getting uh, a job who's white, he I gets think pissed they, off. You know what they should have done was they should have gotten the two brothers that beat the shit out of the the gay guy, the MAGA country brothers, and have them oh, play the, the, the Mario and Luigi. Yeah. Oh, but those guys were from <laughs> They Nigeria. had really thick accents. They do. <laughs> Not the right kind either. Did you see? Did Did you see any of the interviews with those guys? And the one dude's got the. Uh, it looks like a MAGA hat, but it's actually a, a M and then Africa G A. So like MAGA, but Africa Ooh. instead. Yeah. I just I thought that was Magavica. hilarious. Magavica. That's awesome. It's a MAGA hat for Africa. Africa, because they're both they're Magavica. both from Africa. They're actually well, yeah, Africans. they're from Nigeria. Yeah. I think. Yeah, you know, you are I don't racist. Know them personally. I swear to Christ. <laughs> I Goddamn heard about racers. Because it. <laughs> it was that was uh, the juicy Smollett. Juicy, <laughs> juicy Smollett. <laughs> yeah, of course. To her, every black person's from Nigeria. <laughs> See, the joke is, it's the first time Nigerians got scammed by an American. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty good. Certain revenge factor. (laughs) Shit. Yeah. I I heard good things about it, but I'll wait. I mean, I don't have kids, so I'm not going to go see Mario. It was worth it. It'll probably be, what, on digital in like a month. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense to go to the movies Maverick's on Prime now. It's on Prime, yeah. It's what is? Maverick, Maverick, Top Gun Maverick. <coughs> yeah, they just put it free on there, so I didn't have to get Paramount, thank God. <sighs> Everything that they put on that show. It, it, like, they get all the good movies, mm-hmm. but then they all the shows are, like, destroying your childhood shows. Uh-huh. Like Picard. <laughs> Picard. The third season's <clears throat> been better. I heard that it was. But the first two were uh, dog shit. Yeah, that's what Absolute I heard. Absolute horrible Picard apology tour. The all the women tour. are awful. <laughs> And he just goes around, and he's such a wimp. I, That's what I heard. I did see a clip. They're all on the bridge again of the of the Enterprise D, and he he's Picard, Patrick Stewart is so old, like he's twenty years older than he should be, right? And he's walking around like this, and he sits down, you know, because he says engage, and when he says engage, it's like he's in. He, it's like he's back in the nineties again. That depth of voice yeah it's ama- it's amazing well the, what, he's a hell happens. of an actor i mean you but know, the rest of it he's just an actor <laughs> well no no no. because usually if you watch his just regular talking and in, in conversations he sounds like he's 110 yeah <laughs> but when he said get it brought it brought that youth back and yeah. it was it was nice to see he's been 60 for 40 years he, well yeah. he has well he was supposed to play he was uh in, when he was picard in, back in the 90s he was so he was in his 40s but i think he was supposed to play someone in his 60s 
Yeah, it's about 50 years or 60. Yeah, yeah, especially someone older. That's confusing. <sighs> All right, well, um, I guess we should cover the movie. We should. <laughs> Which movie are we doing? We're doing a, a Princess Bride. Oh, yes. This Rob Reiner's A Princess Bride. Yeah. Um, let, me, let me get you to run down. We're going to get the rundown here in a second. Ah, as uh, the our, our um, operations manager is. He is the operations manager. Ready with it? Oh, I'm ready. I was right, just Okay. Uh, so Princess Bride came out September 25th, 1987 with a limited release. That's incredible right there. Okay. And uh, it only opened to 206k, $206,000 for its first week. It came in 16th place that week, but it ended up making 30.8 million dollars total. That's so all. That's, that's actually pretty impressive for the time. I didn't get the I didn't forgot to look up what the total was for the year. Hmm. But it was 308. Anyway, it opened up against nothing in the top 10. Really? There was no there was no movies in the top 10 that opened that week. Hmm. Uh the movies that were in the top 10 were Fatal Attraction, The hmm. Principal, Hellraiser, Stakeout, The Pickup Artist, Dirty Dancing, La Bamba, <laughs> No Way Out, Can't Buy Me Love. And the Big Easy. Wow, that's an insane rundown of movies. Dirty Dancing sounds like a Paulist movie. A Paulist movie. <laughs> I do Dirty Dancing and La Bamba at the same time. I don't know, buddy. That, that's the movie right there. Then it's. I don't think that junk monkey should be flying that plane. <laughs> oh, Christ. That was one of the best stand-ups. Uh, they, uh, Kids in the Hall did a skit of the um, the final flight. Oh, yeah. With uh, the Big Bopper and and uh, everybody. And he's just like, I don't think you should be letting that blah, 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 drunk blah, 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 blah. monkey fly that plane. Oh, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, whatever. Whatever. Let's keep going. That's shit that I like, so we can't talk about it. No, anyway, uh, no, Rob no, 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 Reiner no, 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 was the no. director. Rob uh, Reiner. William Goldman was the writer. <laughs> Carrie L. Wees, uh, who <laughs> was huge for like a little bit of time in, in the late 80s, mostly because of this movie, and then kind of fell out of fashion, but then came back because of the- Christmas um, Castle. No. <laughs> Christmas Castle. No, that's not why. That's where he's been back. living. He came back because of uh, the first Saw movie. <clears throat> see, I never saw the Saw movies. Yeah, he was he was the main you guy didn't, in you didn't the see first the Saw? Saw movie. No, I haven't seen Saw. I haven't seen the Saw either. They have not been seen. Oh, Jesus Christ. Mandy Patinkin. Patinkin, Patinkin oh, my God. Who is... This is my favorite role of his. That's fantastic. Like, by, by a long slide. And Nico Matoya... There is nothing even remotely close that Mandy Patinkin has ever done Phenomenal. that's even close to this Phenomenal role. role. And he's done good roles. I mean, he was in Dead Like Me for two or three seasons. He was in Criminal Minds. So he did a bunch of TV shows and stuff, but this was far and beyond my favorite role. I don't know if it's his best, but it's definitely my favorite. Uh, Robin Wright at the time, I believe she might have been Robin Wright Penn. Even though it was listed in the That's credits as Robin, Robin Wright. Wright. Yes, married to Sean Penn. Um, mm -hmm. yes. And she played the Princess Bride. Princess uh, Chris Bride. Sarandon, who uh, we have covered once before in Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm -hmm. uh, yep. He played Prince Humperdinck. You Prince had Humperdinck. Christopher Guest, who played Count Rugen. Uh, Wallace Shawn plays Vizzini. He's the inconceivable guy. Yeah. That's basically what he's known for. Basically Brian Griffiths right there. Our, I was thinking the <laughs> same thing. <laughs> Brian Griffith. It's Brian Griffiths. Pretty bad. Uh, Andre Rene Rosimoff. Yes, the Also man. known as Andre the Giant. Played Fezzik, who passed away, of course, in January 28th, uh, 1993. Jeez. It's been, uh, that was the year I graduated high school, for Christ's mm. sakes. Um, he had a career that spanned 1957 to 2014, but really only did two movies, one being Conan the Destroyer and the other one doing The Princess Bride. Wow. So Isn't it's it the Andre double feature. Yes, this is, this is why he did it. <laughs> yeah, so we Andre could, we could have done it. Fresh off the heels of WrestleMania. Um, Andre April. 
Then we had Fred Savage, who Fred Savage, Savage. <laughs> Fred Savage, who we uh, covered in the Wizard, the movie The Wizard. He's also a fraternity brother of mine. Is he? Oh, Sigma Alpha Epsilon. Yes, he's also there you sweet. Go. Yeah, now cool. you now you have something to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, <laughs> so when I see him in a random bar. Yes, he's hey, yeah, hey, I'm, I'm a flippy up a fraternity brother. Hey, yeah. you know we're. We're fraternity brothers. Stay away from me. We're both, get, get out of here. We're both flippy opsimons. <laughs> get this guy away from me. Body hairs, get this knucklehead away from me. But we're fraternity brothers. Yeah, that, that's good to see him in some Greek letter cons. <laughs> getting thrown out of a restaurant. You no, hear about that? It's, it's going to be. A, what do you mean? Oh man, Anthony got went to the comedy cellar and got thrown out by because um, he went to go talk to Bill Burr about what? Just because uh, there. Okay, years ago. You know, Bill Burr got his start on yeah, Opie and Anthony. On Opie and Anthony. Yeah, they, and um, now he's in the Mandalorian, which sucks now. Right. So he so bad got married to a black chick, okay. and this black chick is not the most attractive woman in the world. But you know, of course, Bill Burr's not exactly you know. No, he's not. But Anthony, quote unquote, is a racist. Which you know, it's funny how many black friends the guy has, but he's a racist. Yeah. So anyway, uh, he's he's a number one racist, and um, what happened was when Bob, when Bill Burr got married, he made a comment about Bill Burr's wife not being that attractive. Didn't say anything about her being black. Just said just she said wasn't the most attractive woman. And then, of course, his fans went nuts and just Bill Burr's no. No, Anthony's? Anthony's fans. You, okay. you know those guys are rabid yeah, fucking just jackals. animals. <laughs> and um, they just went nuts, like dropping N-bombs on her feet oh, and everything geez. else. I oh, mean, Jesus. they just went hardcore My after God. this woman. So Bill Burr got pissed off, and then there was this one meeting where they tried to make up, but Bill said that his wife doesn't want him to have anything to do with him. So he's like, okay, fine. So what happened, flash forward a couple years, all the people that come on Anthony's show, like, you got to make up with Bill Burr. you got to make up with Bill Burr. And he's just like, the guy doesn't want to have anything to do with me. Mm -hmm. So he just happened to be in the comedy cellar. This was like a week or two ago. He was in the comedy cellar. And um, what's her name? Uh, Schubert. uh, uh, Shit. Amy Amy Schumer. Ugh. Sorry, I couldn't think of her name. Amy oh, Schumer yeah. comes in to do a set. Ugh. Okay, rolls on, waddles on in. Right. Well, her, her, uh, face security. <laughs> her security like is um, clubs Club Soda Kenny. Really? Yes. So apparently, Club Soda Kenny is her security, Bill Burr's security. Wow. And also Jimmy's security. Okay. Okay. Um, and he walked her in up to the staging area, mm-hmm. and then he, he was up there, but he hadn't come back. Well, Anthony goes over to talk to Bill Burr, and Bill Burr is just like, you know, no, nah, he said, can we work this out? Can we talk? He's like, no, nah, I don't want to talk to you. Fuck off. Mm-hmm. And then Club Sony Kenny comes over and chest bumps Anthony out of the fucking club. Now, for people Whoa. that don't know anything about Whoa. Opie and Anthony – Club Soda Kenny was like security for Opie and Anthony for yeah, yeah. over a decade. Yeah. It, it, I mean, these aren't people that don't know each yeah, other. Yeah, they were friends. And he he fucking chest bumped them right out of the club. So it was like a big deal. And then and then a bunch of other people got involved, which I'm not going to go down that road. Mm-hmm. But it was really fucked up. So I just happened it happened to jump into my mind because you said that. Interesting. I'll, I'll do some research on that. Yeah. So anyway, uh, you have uh, Peter Falk. Who played the grandfather? Yes. Of course, he's known as Columbo. Yes, mostly. Uh, Carol Kane uh, played Valerie, uh, the Mad, the Max character, Miracle Max's wife, uh-huh. and of course, Carol Kane. She's mostly known for Taxi yeah. and uh, Jesus, uh, uh, Scrooged, mm-hmm. and you know she. Right. I, I love Carol Kane. I, right. Translating Six Five Thousand. Yes. One of my favorite roles. That's favorite right. movies. And then uh, Billy Crystal plays Miracle Max. Who's terrible. Who, he's fine in this movie. Yeah, but I mean, he's he's fine in, in general, movie, he's terrible. He usually is, man. I mean, he's, you know, I, I he <laughs> plays that neurotic character oh, all the time. He doesn't play that role in no, this particular movie. No, he movie. doesn't. But just the in movies general. he doesn't play the neurotic asshole character, he's usually pretty good. 
So mm-hmm. like you watch him in this, and then he was the 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 snarky bartender in uh, or waiter in um, uh, damn it, what the hell is that movie? Uh, the rocks, the rock music one, the Rob Reiner one with uh, Rob Reiner. Yeah, with uh, Christopher Guest and uh, I, damn it, it's the fucking band. The band movie, the, the Spinal documentary. Tap? Spinal Tap. Thank oh. you, Jesus Christ. This is Spinal Tap, where he plays that like really snarky waiter guy. Is He's really good in that. And some of the roles he did on Saturday Night Live were pretty good. But overall, when you look at his career, he was very, you know, City Slicker was kind oh. of his main role that he played in just Mr. about every Mr. Saturday Night was horrible. Yeah, dude, that was that was walked out of that one. That was you know why I've seen that movie because it played at Jumpers when I worked there. Oh, so you were forced to? Yeah, so I had seen it just because of that. Just a shit movie. And it's just it was horrible. It didn't last very long. You know, lasted longer than Turtle Beach though. You know, it is nice though. I will say uh, to have a movie, and I I know we usually do movies that we like to make fun of. Yeah. Uh, but this everyone in this movie or most people in this movie actually have careers. Yes. Yes. And have done things. That's why it's such a long list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, I could have listed a couple more people, and they weren't, they weren't like, you know, tertiary characters and everything they've ever done, like with the Conan, the Destroyer we're getting into next time. Mm. But, like, this is like a bunch of stars getting yeah. together. Now, they weren't stars at the time, but they most of them became stars. Billy Crystal was doing, like, a cameo, probably couldn't afford him anyway. Andre the Giant was a huge star in wrestling. Yeah. Um, Carrie always was almost <coughs> no name at the time. Almost, yeah. But uh, he, you know, he built a career around this. Absolutely. I mean, there's a reason. I mean, Robin Wright Penn, she became president after killing her husband. Well, there you go. Real stuff. I mean, Wait, president? I didn't know we had a female president. We do. It was He's House of Cards. Oh, I've never seen it. Yeah, neither have I. I watched the first season, got bored with it. Princess Bride is 90% on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Audience score of 94%. Who are the 2% that don't like Princess Bride? Because <laughs> they're douchebags. I mean, seriously. Um, it's Probably uh, the sponsor of the show. and um, <laughs> <laughs> He doesn't like Princess Bride? He doesn't. If it's not involved like baseball or politics or I don't know. Oh my God, dude! Fat people in airplanes this doesn't do anything for him. <laughs> <laughs> How did all these motherfucking fat people get on this motherfucking plane? Oh man, there was a big to do about that yesterday. Was there? I didn't. Work. Yes, we'll skip it. Oh, <laughs> skip all right. it. All right, okay. Is it Brian or is it somebody else? Another one of our friends. Oh, okay. acquaintance. It was a big to do. Big to do. So. <laughs> It's like I can't deal with this. No, not well. I've already gone through this once. I mean, it's, it's almost been an hour, <laughs> and we haven't talked about the movie. Well, let's talk about the movie, dude. The thing is, is there's nothing to talk about. This movie is fucking awesome from yeah. start to finish. There, are, you know, the 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 interaction. The movie is told in you know third person, where it's basically a grandfather and a grandson. The grandson's sick from. I guess he had mono or something. They never really cleared had coronavirus. Out. Mono yeah, the initial strain of coronavirus. Yeah. <laughs> he had these. He was zero patient <laughs> with the coronavirus, and he gave it to his grandfather, who <laughs> was supposed to come back the next day and read the story again, but unfortunately we never made it back. Him. Well, the government forced him into a nursing home. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! But uh, walled off in plastic sheets. <laughs> Talk about shit like, okay, I got into football in, of course, 1986, in 1985, 1986, because I'm a huge Bears what fan. What the fuck does that have to do with the movie? I'm getting there, <laughs> fuck hard. He's, he's doing set dressing, okay? okay, okay Let okay, him get to okay. so World building. We, you know, this movie comes out in 1987. I really, for the first time, into sports, and, and this is, you know, the big fucking, I'm a huge Bears fan. Yes. And then, of course, this movie... Is set in Chicago. Uh-huh. He's got like William the Refrigerator Perry on yeah. a poster on the wall, and he's wearing bear shirt yeah. and everything else. So that mm-hmm. that of course was worked right for me all the all the way through. And then, yeah. but anyway, so you have this this grandfather grandson. He's telling the story, and there's all these little cut ins yeah. to kind of 
you know, remind you that this is a story being told between a grandfather and a grandson that has a nice, wholesome payoff, which is obvious. Yes. That, you know, he's just like, you know, as you wish, which is one of the sayings that keeps coming up over, you know, through the movie, is the way that the main, the lead man, Carrie Elwes. Dread Pirate Roberts. The Dread Pirate Mm. Roberts or Wesley, whatever you want to call him. Wesley Kept He always says this to the the woman or the daughter of the farmhouse that that he worked at yes. and he just says as you wish which just to me to him was his way of saying i love you mm-hmm. and and of course the the key in in the ending is peter falk walking out and he's like can you come back and read it to me again tomorrow he's mm-hmm. like as you wish mm-hmm. so you know it's just a very nice wholesome yes story between a grandfather and a grandson and then you have the the movie within a movie which is the wholesome story of a true of true love true between love. a man and a woman yes. instead of, you know, a man and a goat while he's watching two women. I no, mean, it's, I, it's that would have been the remake now. Yeah, that's exactly what would happen. 2023's Princess Bride would literally be a man and a goat <laughs> watching two women make out. I, yes. I mean, that's two training women who are unaware that each other is a training. You know, and that's why you can't, there's no, you couldn't have a kid's adventure movie anymore. No, like, you can't. Every time you do, it gets shit on. Well, they were like all, the Mario Brothers movie. And they would all, they'd be non-white. Nobody would be white in the movie. Well, I don't care about white. Except for the bad guy. The villain would be white. Yes. Oh, <laughs> no, yeah. Humperdinck would still Humper be white. Humperdinck would still be white. The man with six fingers would <laughs> yes, still be white. Yes, yes. Yes, of course, of course. Of course. Because that's how this game is and, played. And, of course, the king and queen would both be black, and they adopted this white yes. piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> of course. I mean, if their kid ended up being evil, that would be inconceivable. Exactly. You can't have that anymore. Oh, inconceivable. Nice, nice tie-in. Hey. Hey, there hey, it is. Hey, I do not hey, think that hey. means what you think it means. <laughs> so... Anyway, uh, so you have all these little characters that he's on this adventure. Well, the character writing in this is brilliant. Yeah, the, the, the princess. The depth, the complexity is brilliant. The princess thinks that Wesley is dead. Yes. So uh, the the prince has decided that he wants to marry him. Now, the one thing that they kind of pepper in at the beginning is that she didn't have a choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which yes. I think is kind of helpful, they, especially as the movie goes along. Yeah, adopted that from uh, <laughs> India. And most Southeastern Asian countries. Wait, what? Okay. That, that culture in being forced into Well, I, I mean, I would think that, you know, the same well, kind of thing happened in Braveheart. Well, and European kings could do that. They could just say, I'm going to marry this person because I'm the people king. People have been selling people for, like, years. Well, since civilization. <laughs> because you know what I understand? They're, they're the king. People are people, so why should it, it be? be? But you and I... <laughs> Anyway, get along so awfully. <laughs> Why did Mike Tyson and that interviewer get along so awfully? <laughs> <laughs> the mushrooms. <laughs> anyway, so you know, just to give the quick rundown, he, you know, she has to get engaged to the prince. Everybody the prince is going to kill him, and she, yeah. she, he has him, he has her kidnapped by these three guys, mm-hmm. and one's a swordsman, one's a giant, and you know, one's supposed to be a genius. He's a genius. Um, and they. The Dread Pirate Roberts, the the show, the sh- the the boat chases them down the to save the princess, yeah. and of course, quickly you find out that the Dread Pirate Roberts is now Wesley. 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 Um, they <laughs> tell that story why it happens. I'm not going to get into all that, but they're trying to, you know, once she finds out, they're trying to then escape. He saves them from the three people. Yes. Which outdoors a swordsman, outthinks the and doesn't kill him because yeah. he has respect for him. Yes. Out, out, you know, uh, fights the giant. Yes. The, you know, but has respect for him. Yes. Then he gets to the third one and he kills him because he had no respect for him whatsoever. Yeah. The p- person that obviously thought he was a genius yeah. who really wasn't. He yes. was just a pompous <laughs> asshole. <laughs> and Brian, he's great at it too. Like your sponsor well, of the show, Brian Griffiths. Every character, can you? I mean, do you agree? Every character in this movie was played perfectly. It's brilliant. Absolutely. Absolutely. I can't think of a single character in this movie that, that wasn't. Was a, that was paid like a well. weak spot. There wasn't. There I mean, wasn't. No. Even going to the third, you know, the the the. The characters way down the lot. When you get to the end where they're doing the Dread Pirate Roberts and it's basically Andre standing on a wheelbarrow with the cloak over uh. him and they light him on fire and all the people are standing there, you could see in their face. You would think if I'm sitting there, I'm going to be laughing my ass off. These guys all get scared. Yeah. Like you can see it in their emotion that they're I'm getting scared the and they all Roberts. run away. And, and the the writing on that is just brilliant. I, I love he's like, give us the key. I'm the key. 
Only this one. <laughs> oh, you mean this key? <laughs> Fezzik, break his arms off. Oh, you mean this one? <laughs> that was so good. I was like, yeah, break, break it, rip his arms off. <laughs> There's a bunch of those lines in this movie. There, well, it is a fest. I mean, the one that sticks out is, my name is Inigo Mataya. Of course. Kill my father. Well, it's funny. He pronounces father, it Inigo, and everyone else is Inigo. If you noticed, uh, everyone else says it differently. No, yeah, I didn't notice. I, I did notice that. I thought it was weird. The kid said it at some point, and I was like, why is he saying it like that? That's weird. My name is Anigo Madoya. Anigo's always been my and favorite. The, and the accent on oh, it, oh. everything. And then him even telling, the, it's like the way that they build the story into the story into the story. Like, he's in the middle of a sword fight. He obviously is a respectful swordsman because he helps Wesley up the rest of the way. He waits to give him a chance because he's he's mm-hmm. excited for a battle yes. against somebody who he thinks might be good enough yes. to battle. And, you know, of course, the first thing he does is, do you have six fingers? And he's like, no. Or he says, show me your left hand. He doesn't have the six fingers. Is finger. that how you start a conversation? <laughs> right. And and he by that, it opens it up. It gives the excuse to tell the whole story of his father and, yep. and where his the breadth of his character comes out. It's it's insane how great easily you can do it mm-hmm. if you're a good writer. Yes. And not have to hit somebody over the head with it. Yes. Like, he tells this brilliant story of when he's 11 years old and his father was a master swordsman and he builds, builds this sword for the, the six-fingered man and the six-fingered man, you know, basically tries to screw him over mm-hmm. and... That turns into uh, his, you know, his father getting killed, and then he is now on this vengeance tour for the rest of his life to to avenge his father's death. Mm-hmm. And the it's way great. that it's done, and then to get the payoff on top of that, oh. is beautiful. And 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 that's all this is. You know, you set up you set up some kind of conflict for every one of your characters yes. had a conflict. The giant had a conflict. What was his conflict? He was he was lonely. Yeah. He Aww. didn't have any friends, and he ends the movie wa- going into the sunset with three friends yeah. for life. I mean, it's it's and and then yep. on top of everything else, they give Inigo Matoya a secondary arc because yeah, they're he, like, now you're going to be the new Dread Pirate yeah. Roberts, and you're going to have Andre the Giant with you yep. the rest of your life. And it's like yeah. it, everything is not just happy sappy ending. But happy ending. It's a payoff. It's I mean, it, it's what you want when you go to a movie with yes. your kids. You want a happy ending. You don't. You look past all the sap and the bullshit that you get in some of these movies. Because like if you watched any comedy out of the eighties that that was generally pointed at kids, like mm-hmm. Big Business or something like that, you always have these really over the top sappy endings mm-hmm. to get to the point where it's a happy ending. Yeah. This didn't do that. No, it didn't. You didn't need the sappiness. There was enough of a genuine belief in the love between these two characters and then the the camaraderie of the of his compatriots. It's just fucking brilliant, brilliant. the way it was put together. I thought the way that he uh outsmarted the prince <laughs> by just literally talking shit to him. Like, yeah. You can't move and it's like But then on top of that Makes him into the biggest coward in the world. <laughs> yes. And what does he want? He could turn around. He could have killed him at any time. He could have had anybody beat him up. But instead, he does nothing to him. <laughs> does absolutely nothing yeah. to him and leaves him with his own, you know. Cowardice. Yeah. Cowardice. It's beautiful. He sits down, gets his, gets his skirt. <laughs> he his skirt he in. I, his I knew he was lying. <laughs> I told you he was lying. He runs away like a damsel. But his, I think his best scene is... Picking up the goddamn little thing and saying, I came powder. I would bet my life on it. <laughs> like, how does he know that? <laughs> Odorless, tasteless poison. <laughs> I, th- it, I, I think this whole movie was was full of those kind of like subtlety, uh, the, the, the humor, everything. You can't get that. In the current year. No, mm-hmm. no, no. Because oh. I think to be a good writer, you actually need to be kind of a real person. <laughs> and yeah. and I don't think people have had real experiences in the last two I, or three decades. I, I agree. Well, and, and it doesn't produce the better writers because they haven't had a life 
that they can go back on, yeah. you know, and they don't they don't feel comfortable in their community. They don't you know, you have to have all these things and be unless you're going to write tragedy. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think I don't think our country is producing the kind of people that are going to be good writers. And, and I say that for music, too. I don't think people are writing particularly good music. It's just a machine. But you need to have a country and a society that that a is culture. a culture that can produce that kind of stuff. We and we're not doing that right now. This is I mean, another another, another big payoff was definitely when. You know, the, the, um, and Diego Montoya faces the, the um, six-figure six man, man and, like, you know, keeps repeating, stop saying that. And then at the end when he's, like, mm-hmm. he has him up against the wall, he's like, you know, I'll give you everything. Give me power. And he slices the one. Yeah. You know, and he's uh-huh. like, give me my fucking father. He's like, oh, man. Oh, give yeah. my father back. And, and Wait, I want my father one? back, you son yeah, of a bitch. <laughs> and it's not <laughs> nothing is easy. Yeah. Right, yeah. even though it's supposed oh, no. to be a, a I little bit. I wasn't expecting him to get stabbed. Humorous. I forgot about that. Oh, yeah. Like he comes around the corner, boom. Yep. Knife and I'm to like, the gut. How could he? Yep. That was that was not supposed to happen. And it's perfect for a kid. Yep. If your yep. kid is sitting there and he knows I'm with him, I I love Anigo Montoya. He's no. he's trying he to avenge his father. He's, he's, I love the guy. And he comes around the corner and the six finger man stabs him right in the stomach. And then stabs him in the chest, and then stabs him in the the shoulder, and it's like, wow! And now he's going to build back up. He builds himself back up from death. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful even, scene. Even the way they go back and forth between the different scenes, it, it build is. it up. It's just it, the way that they they it, it takes you down. It, yeah, it, it's a down, and then they take it away. Yes, because they want you to sit there and think. Oh shit! Is he dead? Is he? Is there something really wrong? I mean, I know this is a kids' movie. This is generally for kids, mm-hmm. and I'm looking at this as a child would look at it. Mm-hmm. Is he dead? Mm-hmm. What What happened? Is he really going to die? Is he? Is the six fingered man going to get away? They take you away from that yep. story just long enough yep. to build up the suspense, mm-hmm. and then bring you right back yep. to it. It is beautiful. Yep. It's beautiful. It's one of Rob Reiner's best work. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's done a lot of good movies. I know he's he's the the leftist of the left. Okay, he can't get farther left. But what's amazing is is the movies and the and the shit that he put out back then. Even when he peppered in his own personal bullshit, it never felt forced back then. Of course, it started feeling forced towards the end of the '90s. But you know, it, it never felt forced back then. It was it was superb. It's still superb. Great writing. Great soundtrack was good. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. The music was good. the <coughs> The cinematography was, you know, nice, beautiful backgrounds. Mm-hmm. You could tell the set dressing took, you know, a long time. Like that scene where he goes. Now, of course, the best part of the stupid thing, the sword fight. Mm-hmm. You know, you have this great set dressing with all the rocks and everything else. Oh, that first one. <laughs> yeah, the first one. Uh-huh. And then he. J- Nigo Matoyo goes jumping off on the the beam, and then they have the great scene where Wesley does it, and he's doing the flips and yeah. shit, <laughs> which of course is just to show him up just a little bit. But that whole you have to assume that the the set dressing on that took them at least a month to yeah. put together all that. It was great. I mean, all yeah. of those things look like they were really well done. Especially you have to take into account at the time. Nowadays, they would just CGI that entire background. Mm. And it probably wouldn't play any worse, yeah. but you have to at least appreciate the time frame that it was put out. I mean, you had to do the manual labor to get that effect. You know, the thing that I'm thinking about now is the buildup of the mystique of Dread Pirate Roberts in general, the way they built him up. Even like, you know, they see him in the distance of yeah. the, the ship and then he's climbing up the rocks and, they, you know, they, they keep on looking back at him. Mm-hmm. But it yeah. just it's well, and then you take that and then throughout the movie and he finally explains yeah, and with the same what. Expl- what the happened? whole Dread Pirate Roberts thing's about, yeah. and then you're like, well, "That's you know, it's just it's goofy. It, it is goofy, cool. <laughs> <It's a> goofy. <laughs> but it's great. Right, right, right. Yeah, <laughs> it's great, and it, and it ties in and the it end. It makes perfect sense. <laughs> but then it ties in the end. Of course, you know? it gives you an ending. It gives you an ending for two of your characters. Yep. And it, I don't know. It, the whole thing to me, it's a beautiful movie, start to finish. Mm-hmm. It, the colors in the movie are wonderful. The acting, I can't think of a single person in that movie that didn't do. A great job, fantastic. Which is very rare. It's it's almost a like a Mel Brooks light movie with the with the subtle humor. Sure. Oh yeah, I'll agree with that. Yes. And light because of course all the Mel Brooks movies are like 
humor. <laughs> blah, that, that's that's on the forefront. Major asshole. Right. <laughs> what, 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 no. Yeah. The uh, but this one had that subtle humor that that you would expect, but not like it wasn't dripping with it. Yeah, I, I agree. Okay. Well, um, I think we've we've covered it all. Yeah, um, and yeah. I know we bullshit through most of this, but the truth was was there was not. I mean, this show, you guys, I know most of you guys listen to this show because we shit all over these movies. And every once in a while you get to one. It's And we've avoid, we avoid them most of the time. That's why we haven't done Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. That's yeah. why we haven't done Scrooged. Yes. Because those movies are very difficult to shit on. Yes, they're because they're great difficult. from yeah. start to finish. I agree. And and that's why we kind of stay away from them. But, you know, every once in a while I guess we have to throw one of these out and... You know, it was Easter the other day. So. Yeah, that too. That's and it was my birthday. And your birthday. My beautiful daughter is turning yeah. 18. So yes. 18 years old. There we had to go. give her a little bit of a, you know, push in the straight way. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, was that the plot here? Oh, yeah. That, we didn't tell you this is an intervention. Intervention. <laughs> <laughs> you can only find true love in the eyes of a man. I'm just fucking with get, you. Get Dylan, married. married to a priest that talks like that. <laughs> get Dylan down here. Mowage. <laughs> Mowage. Mowage. Oh, great. Oh, oh. What do you give it, Soph? Uh, There's only 9. one score. 5. Ooh, that's not the right score. Not the right score, but okay. That's good enough. I, I think I'm going... I was thinking 9.5 myself. I think it's a 10. I really do, but I'm trying... I, I can't think of anything score. else. It could have been better, so I'm just going to go with a 10. Mm-hmm. Ten. Ten. <laughs> yeah. This is another one of those movies that we just, it's, it's almost impossible to yeah, shit on. You can't. It's, it is the perfect movie. I might go back home and watch it today again. Yep. I watch, I'll watch it anytime. I, I can't wait to have grandkids so I can sit down and watch it with them. Exactly. <laughs> what? I told you this is an intervention. <laughs> God dang you, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. All right. Well, we're going to get back in the gutter next week with Conan the Destroyer. Woo! Take it easy. <laughs>